This is Life Origami, and this is Transitions Week. So today, yesterday, we talked about divorce, transitioning after divorce. The day before, we talked about transitioning after the empty nest. Today, we're kind of shifting gears a little bit because we're going to talk about thought baggage. We're going to talk about stinking thinking, that there <laughs> is... We have all, we're all carrying other people's bags, thought baggage. And it kind of goes like this. We go through life and as we grow, we build relationships. We have family that have expectations that tell us about what's important, our values. They tell us about what the rules are and what we do, will do and won't do and What's what um, the morals, what the right way is and the wrong way is, the morals and ethics of life. And everybody has these. So over the course of our lifetime, we have we have had thousands of conversations with all kinds of people. And we've picked up on some of their values, some of their beliefs, some of their thoughts, their thought baggage, really, that... Uh, that just, they just think a certain way. They think differently than we do. I never forget, I got to tell a little bit of a quick story around that I think is illustrative of this. So back when I was, I was supporting one of my clients, uh, a franchisee of the Anthony Robbins organization, and went to see this uh, engineer to talk to him about coming into the program. And I talked about examining your values and your beliefs. What? What? what do you mean your beliefs well, you examine your beliefs you decide what what your values and beliefs are no you don't they just are i said what i said tell me about that he said well no your values and beliefs are given to you you know they just are they're, they're, they're just you, you have them they're like installed like software this guy was a computer engineer by the way <laughs> like not a software engineer but he was a he had a he had he was a, a, a pn a professional engineer they Gone to school to learn about computer engineering. So this was hardwired into us? Hardwired into us. Somehow, I guess, somebody loaded software and I didn't get the memo. I didn't have the hard drive. I didn't have a, a port, a USB port to plug it into. <laughs> you didn't get the thumb drive, did you? Yeah, but, but he, so that was his thought baggage. He was absolutely, he was deeply disturbed that I would suggest that he could jettison beliefs or values that didn't serve him. He was just absolutely, and I walked away from there like, and I've never met anybody like that since that, that, that said anything even close to that. So that he was the outlier of outliers. <laughs> so, Think of it this way: like if you if you've been if you travel on an aircraft, eventually you got to go to the baggage carousel to pick up your bags, right? Now, probably around ninety percent of the bags are black and different sizes. There's duffel bags, there's regular suitcases, there's hard sided, soft sided, and there are typically if you're like me, you don't want to blow money on a whole bunch of expensive luggage. You buy the luggage, the cheap luggage everybody else buys. So it's like, 
you know, there's probably uh, 30, 40% of the bags on the carousel look like mine. Uh, but it, so you, you're looking for your bag. So imagine now, instead of a baggage carousel at the airport, imagine your mind is the, a, a thought baggage carousel. And every time somebody gives you a new idea, a new value, a new rule, a little, another little boop bag comes onto your thought carousel, the, the carousel of your mind. And, but now uh, we're, we're trying to offload those bags because if we don't leave, intentionally leave them behind, we just are adopting. We're picking up, and now, you know, after thousands of conversations, I've got an entire train of bags behind me of thought, other people's thoughts, other people's beliefs, other people's attitudes, other people's opinions that I've just kind of assimilated and adopted. It's like when you're at the airport and those carousel, um, it's bringing around all the baggage and really you only have one or two of your own. Right. right? And then there's these other bags. They, they may look a little bit prettier like there's some women who have nice pom-poms you know or something where'd they get those pom-poms and they're coming around and oh gee you know that bag looks a lot more interesting than mine i bet there's something in that bag that would be of more interest i bet there's more expensive stuff if they can afford that bag i bet they can the stuff inside you know i should just pick up that bag just pick up that bag and take it home yeah it's a little heavy but yeah. that means there's probably something really who knows what's great in it. inside it yeah so are you going to pick up that other person's bag? So you take that bag and you get out to your taxi <laughs> and you can barely get that huge bag in the back of the car and, and in the trunk and then you're going to get going and you go home and you open it up and well, I wonder what's going to be in this bag, right? You open it up and there's like, you're a guy, right? And there's high-heeled shoes in there. Well, what, what are you going to do with high-heeled shoes? Or maybe there's a couple pipes and a book on how to uh, um, install pipes into your bathroom and renovate your bathroom you know that's why it was so heavy is it's full of all these books so you know you don't you don't know what you're going to get and and are you going to um take somebody else's thought baggage and think it looks better and it is more appealing the way they think and the way they do things it's more appealing than me um you know, or, or you don't or they more you impressive. adopt the, their thought baggage without their context or understanding yeah <clears throat> funny baggage story so um there's this 70 year old grandma at the airport gets pulled aside says ma'am i'd like to go through your purse purse went through the thing is there anything in the in your purse that i need to know about ma'am oh no no it's, no it's fine do you mind if i go open your purse and go through it no no go ahead and he starts pulling stuff out and then he's pulling, you know, makeup and different things out. And he, he, he at a certain point, he stops. He looks, is there anything you need, you want to tell me? No, no, I'm all good. He turns the bag upside down and out fall a half a dozen 22 shells. Unfired, 22 shells. <laughs> okay. And he says, she goes, oh, shit. She says, uh, I, I'm a farmer and uh, I have a 22 because I shoot the gophers and my grandchildren were over so I took the 22s out of the rifle so they would play with the rifle but not shoot anything and get hurt and I just stuffed them in my purse. 
Imagine traveling with that person. <laughs> Talking about baggage. But, squirrel. In terms of, you know, uh, we've talked about transitions. One of the biggest things we need to shed in order to successfully navigate the transition to get to place where we can live the life we want to live, whether it's after an, an empty nest, after a loss of a relationship through divorce, death, or otherwise, is there's all this thought baggage, this weight, mental, emotional weight that we carry. And we need to sort through it. Because if you don't sort through it, you're going to continue to what? Carry it. So it's kind of like what you talked about at the airport. It's like, it's like you're, you're gonna you're gonna carry carry every everybody else's bags for them, but and you got so many bags you don't even know which one's yours anymore. We don't know which one of our thoughts are actually ours. So, yeah, what do you what do you believe? You know what are what are your what are the thoughts? What are the prim What are the primary? You know when you think about. So, Amy, when we think about when we divorced, uh, you know, what were some of the, the bigger moving parts in terms of major identity issues? Because well, around identity are thoughts. I had to let go of thoughts that weren't mine, like uh, um, you were nothing when I met you. You've accumulated and become nothing while we're together and you're going to continue to be nothing in the future. Well, you carry that with you, right. you know, those kind of things, or uh, you're stupid, you're fat, you're ugly, um, you, you know, you, you uh, are too, whatever it is, all these yeah. insults, all these messages, all these proclamations, all of these opinions about you, you know, if you swallow it, you're going to, you just, sure, you can get rid of the, um, you know the uh, the marriage, and you can go uh, to a different location, and you can even let years pass by. But if you still have this messages in your mind about who you are, and you're still attached to those old stories and and belief systems, and you don't examine who you are, you're going to continue to get the same things you got before. So I've right. I've known people who um, after divorce will move away. And they'll go really, really far away and say, I'm going to start my life over. But can they, if they still have those still, those same beliefs and values? Just <laughs> time to take your medication, Greg. take my medication. And um, so, you know, they, they can't leave it. Now, the, the thing is, is that when we're teenagers and we become young adults and we move away from home, everything that we were taught, our values and beliefs that we go take along with us, we take it into our adulthood and right. that then affects the things that we do and what happens to us in our adult life. So let's say we were abused as children. We may go into an abusive relationship because it fits. This is what we think is normal behavior. So that's a, 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 an analogy of how we can carry one thing in from one relationship into another. Because those patterns of thought become stories. Those stories become a an identity. 
Yeah. And that, and then in order to shed the identity, we need to examine the stories, which means we have to look at the thinking patterns. And so, for example, a story could be fantasizing about uh, about your ex getting sick, about your ex running into trouble, about uh, your you know fantasizing having a fantasy argument with your ex in your head about what you know what he should be doing versus what he uh, what he is doing with the kids or, or whatever. what you would have liked to have said and i wish you know i wish i had done this and i wish i had said that if i hadn't uh, done this and i hadn't done that and this wouldn't have happened just second guessing yourself that's shooting yeah yeah it, the the should have i should have i could have i wish i would have that that whole that's just a big deep dark mess but you can get out of it that's the thing you can get out of it but it, it does require it, it does require being the observer you have to begin to observe when you begin to get into your stories or you begin to get into re, uh, patterns of uh, kind of automatic thoughts automatic thinking automatic negative thoughts when you get into the automatic negative thoughts you need to have the awareness and it all begins with awareness right i think you have to be ready and willing to grow and learn and change um to look at the feedback from what happened see what worked what didn't work and one of the things i did was really helpful was i started journaling and right. i started writing down um it's a good point yeah, I started writing down what was going on, where it all started, um, where what was the root of it, how was I feeling at the time, what did I learn from it, yeah. and what do I feel about it now, and what is what is likely the the real um, what is the real um, substance of what I'm thinking. The real issue. What is the substance of what I'm uh, thinking? Okay. Yeah. Um, and. How is it? How has it been skewed by my experience? And what was it that I could take away from it that is more um, pertinent to in the context of who I am and and what I want out of life and my desires and dreams? So um, journaling can be a very powerful powerful tool. Yes. Well, when I I I um <clears throat> got a cough here. When I journaled, uh, I went back not to commiserate with what I had written just to briefly go over it and take a look at some of the feelings that were quite common. Right. And when I did that, I was able to look at some uh, common denominators of what was making me feel bad. Mm. What was I thinking at the right. time that I started feeling bad? And I noticed that it was the same type of things and originating from the same person. And so then I looked at it and, and thought really hard and wrote a lot about how I felt about those issues and what I felt was a root the reality. And I started to notice a change. I started to notice a shift as I figured out who I was and who I wasn't. And that's where I started was with who I wasn't. And from there, I was able to figure out who I was and what I wanted more of and what I wanted less of. So I went through this, this um, evolution. And yeah. it took me as a really long time to do it. Um, and the thing is, is that when I learned these skills and tools, I really wish I had 
known them right at the beginning, but you only get them from experience. Right. And so one of the things that we like to do with Life Origami is we like to take those experiences and all the lessons learned through each of the experiences yeah. that we tapped into and take those skills and take those tools and we offer them to other people so that they don't have to spend a decade whirling around in a whirlwind, you know, wandering aimlessly. We're not saying that you're going to take the ways we did it. What we're saying is that you're going to learn through what we call you how, not right. us how. How not according how. to how you learn and from the yep. context of your life and your experiences. We just help to ask the questions to get you thinking. To help exactly. you help you figure it out for yourself. Because when you learn these these skills and you have the tools that we give you, no matter what comes at you in your life in the future, you will have these these skills, this repertoire, and you'll feel unshakable so that you can take on anything that comes your way, any circumstance. So that is what we do with what we have experienced over um, decades of growth and change and learning. Right. And we just like to share that with and, other people. And, you know, that might sound like a little bit of an infomercial commercial for our program, and it is. But here's the thing. Yesterday... We, in the last podcast, we talked about the fact that if you're going to heal, you have to confront. So you may not be ready to confront all this yet. But if you start journaling, you can record it and just write it down and release it to the paper. Uh, you know, put the put the down your experiences. And like Amy said, you know, she wrote, made all these notes and had all these journals. She was able to go back and review them later. And the reason you want to do the journaling is because then it gives you some distance. Because now, as you're writing, you can see what you're writing on the paper. There's some distance. Plus, you're connected with it kinesthetically because you're writing and putting pen to paper. But what the review process that you spoke to provides is it gives objectivity. You're, you were able to objectively identify there were certain per people consistently and persistently uh, harming you and doing and and interfering in your life. I didn't life. see it for what it was. I didn't see how toxic it was. <clears throat> right. I didn't see that. That's why I was getting sick. I knew that I felt kind of crummy when I came away from being around those dysfunctional people. Exactly. But I didn't understand how toxic it was until I looked at it and said, every time around I'm around these particular people. I physically get sick. I come out with headaches. I feel right. bad. I can't. This and this and that and this and that. So because of that, that objectivity, you were able to extract what you just shared was lessons and insights, right? Mm -hmm. Lessons and insights. Because you see, we get the lessons and insights. Once you get the lessons and insights, then you can decide on your next steps. The thing is, is that once you know it all, it comes like into your, it's right in your face. Then there comes the part about accountability action and yep. being responsible towards yourself because if you yep. want something different in your life you're going to have to do something yeah different if something's going to change I'm, I'm the one that's going to have to change it otherwise i can just sit around and mope and and yep. feel sorry for myself or maybe be ambivalent 
and say, well, exactly. I don't know what I want to do or complacent. It's, uh, this is working for me. This is what I've always done. This is what our family does. This is how our family is. Yeah. This is normal. This is functional. Is it? Why are you feeling the way you are? If it was, if it was so good, why are you feeling the way you are? It's a good point. Because you see, the, I think one of the greatest disservices, a lot of the per self-help, personal development uh, industry and psychology and others have done is that, well, if you want to change something, get out there and take action and change it. And yeah, you can make some change by taking action. But if you're, if you haven't shed the baggage, you're, you're trying to, you're now carrying all the baggage, plus you're trying to make a big change in your life. And we, you know, as coaches, our job with our clients, sometimes to slow them down in some areas and speed them up in other areas. And one of the key things we do is that you need to be journaling, you need to be writing, you need to be getting some distance and some objectivity so you can extract the lessons and the insights so that you can gain the clarity. Because once you had, was it easy, once you got that clarity, once you had those insights, was it easier for you to decide what your next steps were? Once I had decided, um, it's like it came to me. I figured it out just like that. It, it was like, well, yep. why didn't I see this in the, in the beginning? Why didn't I see this? Right. Um, and then it was easy. Once you made that decision, you could figure out what your next steps are. And then based on those next steps, then you get into action. People were shocked. Right. They couldn't believe that this was the same person. And yeah, they, all of a sudden, they, like, who are they, you? You're excessively happy. How dare you? Yeah, they said I was excessively happy and that there was maybe something, something wrong was wrong. That. Yeah, I should yeah. go to the doctor and get some pills because I was excessively <laughs> happy. <laughs> I wonder who should get the pills. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, but seriously, folks, you see the uh, there's a time that you need to heal. You need to self practice self-care. But part of self-care is mental the, the, the clearing the mental and emotional baggage and every single life experience every serious every seriously every serious event traumatic dramatic uh, angry event has we we carry baggage emotional baggage and thought baggage with it there's certain and ways that linked. we think there's certain ways that we think that are patterns and mm. unless we can identify them, we don't realize that we're in, in that. In, yeah. um, for instance, we may be pessimistic. And we may be um, uh, thinking in absolutes, like black and white, black yeah. and white. This is the way it is, or it's not the way it is. There's no gray areas. Or right. We may um, f be into fortune telling, like, oh, this is going to happen to me if I do this. Or he's, uh, this is, you know, that kind of thing. Or mind reading like oh. or reverse fortune telling what's that oh the world's gonna end catastrophizing oh catastrophizing yeah <laughs> and then mind reading like oh i bet you this is what he he's oh, thinking now you know i know it that's what they're thinking I he better... looked at me with that frown he's angry that intention yeah he's angry that i was picking my nose or <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah well there's that oh he didn't like... like doesn't like my makeup the way you look i can tell it's the look he gets when he doesn't like the way well, he's What about makeup. people who assign motive to you? Right? right. And they'll be like, oh, you're sitting in that chair because you're lazy and don't want to do the dishes. And you're thinking, 
no, I'm sitting in this chair because I'm tired. I just spent 14 hours cleaning the house. Yeah, and really. I haven't got to the dishes yet. I just thought it would take a minute. Once I do the dishes, it'll all be done. But that's right. the thing is there's mind reading going on. There's fortune telling going on. There's what we call stinking thinking. It's all stinking thinking. So part of the part of doing your, you know, in terms of uh, the baggage is stinking thinking. Uh, why would you continue to allow that stinking thinking to continue to fester? Because here's the thing. The reason it's important, this this process that we've developed in Life Organic, the reason it's important is because anytime a negative event happens to you, there is energy that you have attached to it, emotional energy, physical energy, your experience, a, a dramatic or traumatic energy, uh, uh, event has emotional energy. And from that energy that in your physiology, that emotional energy comes thoughts. The connector to the event, to the trauma, the trauma, the drama, and your thoughts is the energy. And if you if you want to get rid of the energy and finally put it behind you, you have to also let go of the thoughts because otherwise you're every time you think the thought, you're going to rehook and tap, open the tap to that energy again. And this isn't just some rah-rah pep rally. You're just going to get rid of the thoughts and we're all going to ride right. the pleasure wave. You know? No, no, we're not it's talking not about It's not going to be that. This is about thinking things through and challenging that stinking thinking to find out if it's really true, asking the questions, being curious, and figuring out reality. And not just you know going with your, your gut all the time, but which can be attached to a lot of stories and a lot of baggage just yeah it may not be it intuition out. and it may not it may not be your gut it may actually be your fears yeah that are masked and and, and dressed up in a in a sheet in a, a wolf in sheep's clothing so to speak but this isn't for the faint of heart this process we're talking about this is about taking back your life and saying i'm going to be a hundred percent accountable for my life and I'm going to leave no stone unturned. I'd, it's my birthright. Love, joy, peace, well-being, safety. Security. Security. Yeah. Love, patience, kindness, caring. That's our birthright. But if you're, if you've, if we've gone through life, we've accumulated a lot of bad habits. A lot of stinking thinking habits that if you want to change your life you really have to change those stinking thinking habits you can't will yourself you can't white knuckle it and you can't just do the rah-rah pep rally I'll, you know I I love myself I'm wonderful or you know um, or you know I see myself in you know the size two I see myself in a size two. You look in the mirror and you, it, it, but when you look in the mirror, you don't see size two. You don't see who you really, you don't see who you are. You see your, your pain. Your thoughts are a mirror of the energy that's trapped in your body, the, the drama, the trauma, and the pain that you've held on to and attached to. And so part of that, of the healing process is letting go of that. Letting go of that thought baggage and choosing to move forward. So for the last uh, um, last two 
sessions we've had on yes. this one, we're talking then about confronting yep. the reality, examining the situation, yep. releasing the, the baggage and the energy, yep. and embracing and then, the new you. Only then can you embrace the new you and the new life that you might want to experience. Because anybody can do the rah-rah pep rally, but true change happens when we decide that there's more for us. When we decide that enough, when we've reached that enough point, eh? When we said, things are gonna change. I'm gonna change. I want more. I want more. You deserve more. You deserve, you have a birthright to love. Joy, peace, health and well-being, safety, security, the love, power to choose. The power to choose. Respect To set your, your own path. To follow your own compass. To follow your, to decide what your true north is going to be. You deserve that and more. So, Thanks for listening today. What we have coming up for you tomorrow is all about you're going to continue on transitions. When you feel caught in between and wondering what's next, what do you do? That's what's coming in the who next show. Who are you going to call? <laughs> who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. No. Who are you going to call? Greg and Amy. And by the way, you can reach us at, at Life Origami on Twitter at Life Origami on Facebook. And if you want to call us, we'd love to hear your voice. You can reach out to us on, on the Anchor app and call in there. I forgot about that. And you can also call us on the old-fashioned telephone, the OFT. You can call us at 403-307-8281. Have a really awesome day. Namaste.